and welcome to another tournament in the tea break. I'm Ros Satar from Britwatch Sports. And my name is Renee Enfield from My Tennis. And by now you probably realise that we have more rain. Another day of rain. I think, um, what is that, four days out of six? Quite a lot of days. Quite a lot of days. <laughs> We've had at least a bit of a break. I mean, it's not a lot of rain today. It was just a bit... It was fairly drizzly today throughout the day, but perfectly playable. But it started pouring down a bit more at 8 p.m. So, um, yeah, just couldn't couldn't uh, continue play. And there were a couple of very long matches, um, particularly the opener on Chatrier. So there's fairly little chance of, of getting everything done, even without the rain, before before sun was going to set. So, yeah. But that doesn't mean to say that we didn't have a fair bit of drama. Uh, probably the most um, surprising, I think, of the two number four seeds that went awry was Alina Svitolina coming into uh, the um, the French Open. She had, I would say, probably the best form. She repeated her win in Rome. She looked pretty solid. Many of them, many people had her as a hot favourite to to win a maiden slam here. Uh, where do you think it all went wrong for her? I don't know. I think she was a little bit off her rhythm today. Just what she actually said in press. I think she gave it gave the gave a fairly astute analysis of the of the match. She was a little bit off her rhythm today. Just not as sharp as she probably would have needed to be against um, yeah rising star of the past twelve months, uh, Michaela Buzanescu, um, who was way who probably is at a tenth of what her ranking was 12 months ago i think i'm not quite sure about the exact ranking but she was somewhere way outside the top 300 um and now she's inside the top 30 first time that she's seated at a slam first time she's winning matches at a slam and she's made yeah made her way into the fourth round so massive win for her played really well uh tricky lefty to play and um for switzerland i think it's just it it, it's an it's unfortunate for her in the sense that I think she'll she that she carries around these other question marks regarding the slams a little bit longer and I'm not sure that was a loss due to I don't know question marks at a slam it was just a loss but um yeah I had her as a as a pick for for the title as well mainly mm-hmm. because I because she had a I wouldn't say a soft yeah probably that was the softest it's the softest section of the draw yeah. to me the the third quarter and um, yeah, now it's going to be in semi-finalist will be Buzanescu, Madison Keys, who took out uh, Naomi Osaka, or Yulia Putintseva against, <laughs> and uh, or Barbara Strizova, the latter two contesting a fourth round match that I'm very much looking forward to, <laughs> as you might imagine. Yeah, I mean, specifically, we there was only a handful of us asking uh, English questions in her press, and she. You know, she she's always very gracious. I find uh, she did acknowledge that uh, Buzanescu played really, really well. Uh, but she also also find that she's one of these players that is also very down on herself. And you know, I'm, I'm actually in the middle of writing the piece where it's like, you know, I just can't get through these tough moments. I don't think she's quite at the level of, oh my god, I'm never going to get past the quarter final. And a quarter final in a slam is nothing to be sniffed at. It's not like it's, you know. Never getting past the first round of a slam. Or never having beaten a top 50 player. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh, Rene. Um, but, you know, she... I, I think if she has another couple, I think if she rounds out the year at Wimbledon, which I don't think is, you know, I think... Um, I think that's where that was... You know, I think she's, she's going to... I think it's going to start to really stuff up her mind if she doesn't actually make 
an advance at some stage. Maybe the US Open will be where she does it, but I think if she goes for two more uh, slams finishing early, I think next year it'll the pressure will be will be immense. I think she's she's 23, so like I'm not I, I find it very tough to overthink. She's only been in the top 10 for a year. So it's not it's not to the way where I'm like okay, yes, it, the results haven't been Yes, she should have made semi-final here last year when she played Halep. Um, yes, she probably, uh, with her ranking, there should be like a deeper run of the slam at some point. But I'm also not too worried for her. She's generally, she's too steady and too consistent, or has been too steady and too consistent over the course of the past year for me to think that she'll have a massive downward spiral or that something yeah. will go uh, really wrong for her. She's just too solid for that and I think she'll be a fixture in the top 10 for the next few years. So I think it'll happen over soon or long. Yes, the pressure is going to mount a little bit. If things uh, don't click for her, maybe at, at the US Open or at Wimbledon, then it's going to be tougher obviously getting into next year and once again having those questions about no slam yeah. semi-final, but I think she'll be fine long term. Yeah, I mean she she's a, she's a very consistent player and I think that's I think that's why she's um I think that's why the the the, the pressure is building but uh, you know she, she always looks so forlorn. You just want to be like, "Oh, it's okay. It's all right." Um and on the other side, of course, we had Grigor Dimitrov uh bowing out. Now, this came as no surprise to anyone. No. I don't think so. Um I'm not even sure it came as a surprise to him. Um, I say this without without any spite or anything at all. I mean, I picked him to bow out early. I asked him, did you feel like a full mm. seat here at all? And he was like, well, I don't think it matters that much. And to be fair, he did run into one of the trickier players in that 25 to 32 brackets in Fernando Velasco, who can turn it on on the right day. And today he played really rather well. But I think... Um, uh, Dimitrov also, as he said, he lost his cool after losing that first set. Um, using his um, beloved need to <laughs> to destroy his racket so um he yeah he was disappointed of course it's ne it's never gone paris has never gone well for him or it's never gone well for him here at, at roland garros so um he, as he said um Par paris has always been good to me but somehow i've never been able to cry to quite turn it around to, or to quite work it out here yet so bit of uh analysis to do for him after like, just on the entire clay season because i don't feel that he's been had any traction at all so far so yeah I read it. I read that in his um in his transcript and I thought well you know the, the turnaround between now and a surface that does suit him that he has had success at is so short what is the point of this introspectiveness I, I, I appreciate though he must have just come in and right now it's still quite sore but if I was him and his team I would be like right okay we need to go full tilt for the grass because mm. it's going to do any damage it's it's there but it, I, I saw the answer the first answer he was quite introspective was... with it in the sense of like i think i actually think it's good it's good because he should be worried or he should be thinking about like what the hell is going on yeah. with his clay results of the past two years because um i know remembering that meltdown in istanbul two years ago two oh, yeah. last year the clay season wasn't anything to shout home about this year it's always like he's playing okay but he's not playing well enough to get any results so for someone who wants to be like within or who aspires to be slam yeah. finals, uh, winning slams, maybe yeah. even one day in the top five, yeah. it's not, to be honest, it's not good enough. And I think that's something that annoys him quite a bit, understandably so. So tell me about the, uh, the flip side of the coin, which is the number two seeds who had considerably more luck 
relatively speaking. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, one of them had one of them had luck. The other one just um, uh, got through her match very quickly. That's Caroline Wozniacki, who's been cruising into the second week on what's her, quite clearly her least favorite surface, but no problems at all with Pauline Parmentier today. And um, yeah, we'll play Daria Kasatkina next, which is a far more far trickier. Um, opponent and someone who's gotten who's gotten wins over Wozniacki on um, on other surfaces so um, I I'm curious to see how that's going to pan out and if Wozniacki can continue to ride that sort of momentum that she has um, but I think the person that the, the most dramatic match of the day was uh, Dami Jumhur's <laughs> loss to Alexander Zverev Jumhur served for the match at 5-4 in the fourth set had a four had a um, and had him once again, like at the, at the edge in the in the fifth set, because Zverev just couldn't couldn't sustain his four two lead that he had in that set. So Zverev finally breaks his never beating a top fifty <laughs> opponent duck at a slam, and um, makes the second makes the fourth round here for the first time. Yeah, I mean, it is impressive that uh, he's finding a way to win these five setters. Obviously, on clay though, too many five setters as we've seen in the past. Uh, could really catch up with you by the time the second week comes. Well, let's let's see how it was. I mean, I th I'm quietly more impressed. I still think that if he, even if he made the final, he'd still get his ha his uh, behind handed to him by by Nadal. But I think this is going in the right direction for him. Did, were you at his press conference? What did he say? Um, yeah, he's just here. To, he's said any wins a good win for me and Clay. Winning five. Like, I'm not worried about him from like a physical point of view because he's one of the players who actually gets who got his third round match done today. So he will have a full day of rest tomorrow, whereas others will have to step out again tomorrow and then on Sunday. And so things could get a little more difficult for them. Um, yeah, I, I, he said, look, my body held up quite well over the over those last ten sets entirely. So um, I felt good today. I'm more worried about like tennis a little bit to be fair mm. because he was missing a lot a lot of shots long he was missing um i uh, just again had some some struggles around the net whenever yeah. jumho drew him into the net at, especially in the first half of the match or so uh, things got a little bit tricky he got better towards the end of the of the match and had a couple of good moments at the net as well but uh yeah i think he just needs to pick it up and for some reason i feel like for him the 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 space behind Chatrier or the, the space of the court I'm, I'm not quite sure he's come to terms with it yet I, I felt it was something he struggled with last year against Vedasco as well and I felt the same today that it's just in terms of the, yeah. the geometry of how long that court is comparatively to the actual, um, the actual confinement lines. of the lines yeah. it's, it's a tricky one and I, feel, I feel like the more he might play on there yeah. the more he might come to terms with it well, it'll be interesting to watch over the week and, uh, and reassess. Uh, what else happened this week? Or this week? What am I talking about <laughs> this today? Week as well. We're going six... to get to this week at the end of this, but what happened today? Um, we had uh, Team and Nishikori making it through their fourth round matches fairly easily. Team losing one set, but Nishikori cruising against Simon. The two of them set, out, set up a very interesting fourth round match um, with Nishikori on paper, at least in the head to head, being. I believe the clear favorite unless I'm completely missing <laughs> something here uh, but considering it's clay considering that team is probably the player who's 
Important. Just had more, just had more traction. I, I think Nishikori is in fairly good form, but I'm just, I feel like he's been able, team's been able to to play. Just he just has a bit few more matches in him with Nishikori. He's also had like some some injury issues again, like in in Barcelona this year. So yeah, I think my pick would be team, but um, Nishikori's played really I, well today. No, so I, I think agree. it's a it's a good it's a good match. I agree. I think team's just been a little bit more consistent. I mean, we all annually fear for Nishikori and his assorted limbs. So. Uh, but I, I, th I definitely think it sh it's got all the makings of being a really entertaining match if they're both on form. Uh, if they're both on form. If they're both on form. Huh. And that was that's basically it for today's matches. Yeah. Um, because for tomorrow, so this is the slightly scary part. Um, Luka Pri and Karen Khachanov got rained off, so they'll be second on after Gabini Mugurovsen and, and Sam Stozer on uh, Chatrier. Goffa, Monfils got rained off, so they will be on second after Fonini, Edmund on oh, Suzanne Longa. Long. And Fonini, Edmund could be a very long drawn that, out affair. Well, I, I think that's four at, at the very least. I feel so as well. Kvitova Kontovait got moved to court 18, <laughs> so that's their last assignment. So they will be on, on court 18 tomorrow, along with Rybarikova Zurenko. Schwarzman, Choric, and Halep Petkovic. I don't. I don't really want to talk about Halep as the number one, as the world number one on the women's side, being shoved out to the fourth biggest court. I find that questionable, but it. Uh, yeah. Uh, also tricky. It's a tricky day tomorrow. And we'll have to see what the. I mean, we can't really comment until the revised schedule comes out. So we could see uh, a bit of a shift. But I don't. But, I mean, this is a former semi-final round, you know, lineup. Yeah. I mean, it's it is it is ludicrous. Um, you know, you, God knows I'm British, and you know, I'd, I'd happily run the flag up the flagpole any any given day and twice on Sundays. But this seems to be even more outrageous than Wimbledon is towards the women, and it surprises me because you kind of expect it from uh, the All England club, you know, because because they've traditionally always focused on the men. But I'm surprised here. I'm, hey, I'm genuinely surprised. I think it's just another sign that the women's matches in the third round are just that good because there's no there's no clear favoritism here. You've got two men's matches, two women's matches on Chatrier and Longland. You've got okay, you've got uh, two men's matches on court one, then Kerber Burton's and a, and a um, and the doubles match, the women's doubles match, which I find well. And that's the one I'd say bump. Bump on 18, and of course. I mean, I'd bump all the doubles to the other matches and move those to the oh. big ones, yeah. But um, yeah, it's like if you're if you're here tomorrow and you've got a grounds pass, you are very lucky. Yes, it's good. It's very good. You've got some fun. Like you've got, for example, also um, Mertens and Gavrilova on court seven as a third match. But in general. Um, Schwarzman Short should be good. Halle Petkovic on 18 should be pretty good. Kvitova Kontovait. So if you camp out on court 18, I don't think you'll be too disappointed. So looking looking like a heavy date for tomorrow, I think the question is just, are we going to get through it? And I'm not sure. <laughs> well, we promise to try not to sound quite so world-weary by the time we get to um, the second week, but we can't guarantee anything. Uh, but as always, thank you for your patience. You have been listening to Ros Satar. And Renee Denfeld. And we'll be back tomorrow. Bye-bye.